Hi everyone, it's Aideen here from Confidence in Singing. Today my guest is Mike Wolpe, my husband. Hello. So today Mike is coming on because I wanted to ask him a little bit about his journey with his own career, his own music, but also to let you guys in on the background behind the podcast because Mike has been really helpful in getting the podcast up and running and helping me to produce it every every time we put out an episode, which I'm very grateful for. <laughs> um, but let me introduce Mike um, from the point of view of his work as well. So Mike is an award-winning freelance composer, music producer, and sound designer. He was born here in Michigan, where we are right now, and he spent most of his career working in the music and filmmaking industries in Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles, California. Mike has spent a lot of time working with bands. Um, he's had his own band for many, many years. He's put out a lot of singles, a lot of records, played a lot of gigs. And um, he's also then been working in composing for um, advertising and short movies. And most recently, Mike's just um, had his first feature film length music score released for the music um, for Hex, which is a skydiving horror movie. Congratulations, Mike. Thanks. <laughs> you can find Hex on Amazon Prime and other streaming services. So definitely look it up. So, Mike, tell me a little bit about music for you uh, as a young person. Was that something that you wanted to pursue when you were quite young or? Yeah, no, that was uh, definitely it was it's always been uh, filmmaking and music has been the two worlds I go back and forth between ever since I was uh, in fifth grade, I think. So I was playing in. I picked up trumpet. That was the instrument that I picked. We all had to pick up an instrument in elementary school. Trumpet was mine. And then by the time I hit uh, college, quickly realized I wanted to uh, learn bass guitar, be in bands, do some touring that way too. Trumpet, it was sort of, it was great, but it was limited in terms of the kinds of music I could play and perform and do that, uh, that sort of stuff with it. So that was the motivation. Yeah. So I, I know that from... What I know of you, you've done lots of different types of genres of music. Which mm -hmm. ones did you enjoy at the time and why do you think you moved on from them? Um, I, I've, I've enjoyed all types. I definitely started off with, uh, you know, with trumpet, you're more jazz classical focused uh, in terms of the stuff that they teach and perform. Um, and, uh, and I went to music and art school for high school. So um, that was around the time that I started getting more into rock pop and uh wanted to kind of start learning other instruments um and um felt a bit limited with the trumpet and i also wanted to start writing wanted to do filmmaking so i was i was kind of uh learning lots of different skills all at the same time um but um kind of drifted towards um rock and pop because i, I enjoyed touring with uh, groups driving around in a van and um, playing shows. So that's what I did for a while. And then uh, uh, at the same time, I was learning to compose for uh, commercials, documentaries, things like that. So I've kind of dipped my toe in lots of different projects and styles. And um, for, for the sake of my clients, I had to learn to be able to compose and create all sorts of music. And then also because of those projects started producing and working with other artists and acting more as a producer and, um, you know, uh, taking on those types of roles cool. as well. So, so um, 
Mike, what helped you gain confidence with music? Performing, uh, getting on stage. I remember being terrified of, of the first show we ever did uh, with a group. And, and that never quite goes away entirely. I mean, you get more and more comfortable with it, but uh, performing live is definitely the most um, challenging. In fact, in fact, the thing that scared me the most was busking on the streets of Dublin when we were touring in Ireland. Wow. So, uh, you know, because there's no amplification, there's nothing, it's, it's just you and your guitar or cajon, whatever you're playing and your voice, and you just have to project and <laughs> that's... That's terrifying for some reason. That was the that was the hardest. But performing is definitely um, if you want to build confidence. Just getting up in front of people, I'm sure the same as just getting up and doing public speaking and debating and and making any sort of noise or music or creating or anything acting. I'm sure it it all contributes to to helping with confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good tip for everybody who's listening. Um, has music helped you become the person that you are in any way? Oh, absolutely. It's probably most of what I am. In what way? Yeah, just that's what I'm, I'm the nerdy guy that's always beating drum beats. And I don't even know that I'm doing it when I'm driving or riding in a car or hanging out. Or it's just, I'm always listening to stuff. I hear songs in the background while I'm having conversations with people. So it's probably annoying for people trying to talk to me because I get distracted by always picking up on music going on all around. And, um, but yeah, all my experiences, everything has been centered around either composing, performing, playing, writing. It's all been music or film, film based. Mm -hmm. So has it changed your personality? Like from that perspective, like who you are in terms of your self? Um, yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, yeah, I was, I definitely started off very, very shy. So that it kind of got me out of my shell a little bit as a kid and into my teens, into my twenties, it was a constant evolution. And, um, that never really ends. I mean, even as an adult, you kind of go up and down with your confidence level, depending on how active you are. So I would imagine people that are keep themselves going and keep pushing through tough situations or challenges. Um, that's kind of been the key. Uh, and it's not, not always successful. It's, it's been a, a lot of um, setbacks and disappointments, but you know, there's nothing you can really do other than just keep pushing through. Yeah. Keep doing what you love. Yeah. That's the key, I think. Yeah. I think with music as well, when we put stuff out and we, or we play a gig, not everybody's going to like what we sing or we play yeah. as well. Right. Um, so we have to find the right audience. Yeah, you can't definitely can't please everyone. So just, uh, but you know, you also have to kind of take take that with a grain of salt because if you do it entirely for yourself, without ever listening to anyone else's feedback or advice, um, it, it's it's. I think you have to be open to to at least some of that so that you can grow. You can't really evolve and change as an artist as a person unless you take advice and pay attention to. Um, uh, you know, how people respond and react. But ultimately, yeah, you have to sort of follow your own intuition, your your gut, your heart, whatever kind of um, has the strongest uh, leadership skills internally. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But also, I know because you studied at an arts type of school and you studied music more intensively than most kids would even 
in a normal school. Mm-hmm. Do you think your education has been a big part of helping you to get to where you are? And do you have a lot of ways that you continually educate yourself? Yeah, I, and I'm not always successful, but yeah, I try to uh, keep learning and trying new things. Uh, it's very easy to get stuck in things that we're comfortable and used to. And so, um, you know, and I've gone through long periods where I haven't really pushed myself hard enough to try something new, go somewhere, do something that's, um, um, you know, a sort of healthy kind of challenge. What I'd like to, what I'm wondering about next is how music and filmmaking have kind of evolved for you. I mean, if any of you have watched some of our music videos, you'll have seen Mike's work. He makes amazing creative music videos. He does. <laughs> I try to. Yeah. <laughs> and there, like, he edits everything. He does all the graphics. He does um, all of the, the camera work. He thinks about the angles. He thinks about the storyline. And I just stand there and look, try and look good. He makes me look good. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about where, how music and and the visual side kind of, how do they interact? And what do you try to do to make the music stand, like what enhances the music when you put the visuals to it or vice versa? Um, well, you know, I, I think it's not entirely true. You've been, you've contributed a lot with the, the creative process you haven't just stood there you know uh it's been it's been a a, i always have an opinion yeah yeah and and that's good i think um we've been limited because of the timing lately you know last few years has been you know uh, the shadow of covid so we've been limited in terms of what we could accomplish in isolated locations in one room sometimes uh one video was you know i i just decided what could we do with nothing but a camera and a candle what could we shoot? And so we did an entire video that way. You just have to think of things, but you also have to be open, especially if you're working on a, on a, on a crew with a bunch of people or uh, friends, you have to be open to, I think the, the collaborative collaborative process. And um, that's, you know, at least that's where kind of the fun sort of happy accidents really happen and are allowed to kind of (laughs) uh, have some life and, you know, that's that's just as fun as sort of doing something on your own or with one other person. So um, but in any just make the most of whatever situation, whatever resources you have. So in terms of the videos, I always try to just think of something that would be fun to do within within, um, you know, that's within our our because we haven't had huge budgets or anything. We've been very limited and we've been using the, the mobile phone. Yes, yeah, so some of the videos are just shot with a phone camera. And um, uh, so I try to do something interesting with it and um but also not not get too precious to the point where I never get anything done I know I have the potential to, <laughs> to spend way too much time on stuff that that doesn't need it so um that's it's always a, it's always learning it's always learning every project is a new lesson and a new um uh process to kind of yeah uh, navigate yeah um, and I think what you said earlier, Mike, was really interesting in that it's about that forward motion. You know, when you keep at it, mm-hmm. then you, you build your confidence and you can kind of have a little bit of momentum. But then I know for myself, it's when I get a shock or something dramatic happens that slows me down or makes me reevaluate. Then I'm like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? Is mm-hmm. this the right path? Is that something you've experienced? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that can be a good thing. You know, the challenges can make you, like you said, reevaluate and just take a critical look at at whether something you're doing is 
what you really should be doing, should be or want to be doing, um, how you're doing it, how it's reaching people, how, you know, all of those factors. And it's sometimes the challenges and what appear to be setbacks can really be um, an opportunity to kind of clarify and learn or or evolve whatever it is that you're that you're creating or doing or expressing. Yeah, because it is scary that mm. nothingness zone mm. where you're in between what you used to do and what you think you might want to do. Mm. Um, so if anyone's in that zone right now, take heart. Um, starting again isn't wrong. Um, Mike and I have had many many times where we've done things twice. We met once in Ireland <laughs> yeah. and didn't get together until we met 10 years later in yeah. L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, we, well, I walked up, I, I, the wedding song the got wedding played trail. twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our, the wedding dance. The wedding dance got mm-hmm. played twice. Uh, we had two weddings. Yeah. <laughs> We've done everything. A lot of false starts. <laughs> A lot of false starts or like kind of most of the way there, but yeah. we needed an extra go at it. Yeah. <laughs> we were okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted Mike and I to chat about with you guys um, who are listening is about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I had this bright idea to do the podcast because I eventually want to write a book about, you know, confidence and things like that. And I just said to Mike, OK, I'm going to start a podcast and in the next three three weeks or something. So I just we, we just like started because I'm I'm a fast starter person. Um, and Mike did so much for the podcast. He created the um, logo. Um, it was an animated piece, a logo with a bit of music added. And he helped me with all of the video content. So all of those initial episodes were put up on YouTube as well with um, the guests and, and um, the image there as well. Mm. And um, I want to thank you for that, Mike. Yeah, you're welcome. It's <laughs> <That was> fun. <laughs> so if you haven't seen mm. all of the episodes, you can go back and see Mike's handiwork. They're great. Yeah. I uh, loved all the, all the interviews were really well done. It was an interesting journey because I was really talking to people about confidence, about music specifically. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was a joy. I really enjoyed doing all of that. And yeah. I really met amazing people from all over the world, mm-hmm. which led me to run the Voice and Song Summit, which was um, just uh, speakers talking about how important music and singing can be for our health and for confidence and um, how much joy it can bring. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons we're talking today is because I'm at a turning point with the podcast and I want to simplify it a little bit in the future. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to change the name was to widen the scope of the conversations that I was having. And I can still include music, I can still include singing, but I wanted to speak to people about the heartfelt communication side of what I already was doing with singers, mm-hmm. which was about connecting my my clients to the message that they have inside and I think for me most of what I try to my my message is is that each person's voice it matters and your voice has value you have value and no one else can replace you and no one else gets to be you so from that perspective I felt that just keeping it around singing was limiting a part of what I wanted to say, because it isn't just for singers, right. it's for everybody. Everybody needs to know that they really matter. Um, no one can take our place. You know, no one can take Mike's place or my place. And we might wonder 
how valuable this conversation is <laughs> or how valuable the stuff that I do in my work is. But I am touching some people. <laughs> and even if it's one or two people that actually notice or get some value from it, that's still worthwhile. So we all have something to offer. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to um, starting fresh again with the Resonate with Aideen podcast. And I hope that you'll join us for some of those episodes. And if you have any comments or you want to suggest a topic, just let me know. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye. (laughs)